0: Well, it's good to be back with you again. I appreciate very much what Brother uh, Cole had brought before us. I uh, do hope you'll continue to pray for me as I stand before you. I always feel awful weak when I get up here and and talk to, to do that. try to stand before God's children. If I can get this thing turned on. Uh I'm thankful, appreciated what what Brother Cole said, and I'm thankful that he spoke about peace because what I have uh, sort of on my mind is, sort of goes along with it, I think. It's uh, uh, not necessarily peace. I want to talk about the church, if I can. In the 21st chapter and the 22nd chapter of Revelations, uh, I guess there's disagreement on what it says. I don't know. I asked Brother Kevin. I said, Brother Kevin, because I don't want to come to Brother Kevin where he pastor and preach something that he don't believe because we might disagree on something. So I asked him if he thought maybe this was talking about the church, the twenty-first, twenty-second chapter of, of Revelations, and he said he definitely did. And the reason I heard him preach a wonderful sermon on the gates of that church, and I don't remember where I heard it, but it, but I did hear him preach it, and, uh, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful sermon. So I wanted to try to talk about. The mystical or the spiritual church of our Lord and our Savior. Now we've come together here in a physical church. We uh, we have uh, the building is heated, cool outside and it's well heated. We have uh, everything, all the comforts of home, really, that we need here. I believe the twenty-first and 22nd chapter is telling us about God's church that is set up in a perfect manner, in a perfect manner. In the sixth chapter of John, the Lord was speaking to the, I guess Pharisees, I don't remember. And he told the Pharisees or the people he was speaking to there at that time, he said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood to have any part with me. Now, several of them left at that time because they didn't understand what he was saying. Now, we can look back and we understand it. But for someone to stand and say that in front of you, it would make a difference. But he goes on, and just a few verses later, he says, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The church of our Lord and our Savior is a spiritual church. It is a church that the Lord set up and in order to comfort His people, He set it up in a way uh, that, you know, uh, when He, let me go back just a minute, when He, when uh, I believe in the 15th, 16th chapter of John, he said, if I go, the 16th chapter of John, he said, if I go not away, the comforter will not come. If I go away, it will come. In other words, the Lord, if He, if he was to still be walking on this earth, I'll put it like this. He, he walked, and I believe the Lord walked on the earth while He was here as a man, truly holy man, that he walked here upon this earth. And if those, in the Hebrew letter, he said he spoke to us beforehand in prophets, by the prophets, and so forth, but now we have the word of the Lord. But as he walked here upon the earth, the only ones that were able to see him and understand him was those that was around him. Now, he says that he's going to send a comforter a comforter to comfort his people, and that's what a comforter does. It sends a peace that you're speaking about. It brings peace unto his children. So he said, he said, if I go not away, in other words, I, this had to happen. I had to be crucified. I had to have all of the things done that was done in order that every little child of God, in order that every little child of God would have that comforter within them. Now, that, if I understand it, that's what he was saying. If he had walked upon the earth today, only those that were around him would be able to see him. But we have him within us now, within our hearts, within our, within our minds. That is the comforter that he's speaking about. It is a... We can't see it, but it is a spiritual comforter to God's children, and it comforts them, gives them the peace that the brother Cole was speaking about so dearly, and it's a peace that passes understanding. It is. The Apostles, John, in his uh, writing and revelations, uh, there's so much of it that I don't understand. as a... Uh, I every now and then I get a little glimpse of some of it, but uh, so much of it I don't understand. But he's telling us in the 21st and 22nd chapter about a spiritual church. He said in uh, about the 8th or 9th verse there, he said that uh, uh, the angel came unto him. Let me just read it because I can't quote it. Uh, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven boughs full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. The Lord has spoken all through the Old Testament about His church. He's talked about where it was located, and it has always been located uh, on on a mountain. Mount Moriah, Mount Zion. Mount Zion. This is a holy Mount Zion that we're dwelling in today. It is a place that... uh, I guess Ezekiel got to see the, the the bride when he went to the valley of dry bones and and the lord showed him the whole house of Israel but here ezekiel or John was had got to see the lord's bride and that bride was located on top of a mountain now there's quite a bit spoken about uh, concerning that mountain in the 21st 22nd chapter over there. We turn over to the 22nd chapter, and the very first thing that it says is that uh, in that in that mountain or in that place where the where he is uh, viewing, in the same thing, and he goes on in in uh, on down in the 21st chapter and talks about the gates of the city and the foundation of the city, and how and and I don't know where Brother Kevin preached about the gates of the city here. But I heard him preach it somewhere, and I don't remember where it was. And he was talking about how that uh, we enter or we get information or we get the goodness of God through the gates of the city. And I don't remember what he said. I just remembered that I enjoyed the sermon very much. But it's... uh, uh, the, the foundation of this city and the gates, uh, the walls of the city, he says, were the prophets of old, uh, the par- par- patriarchs of old, and the foundations of the city of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So we're talking about a city that's built upon the gospel that we have today, the gospel of the Old Testament and the gospel of the New Testament. That's the city that we're enjoying today. And it's a spiritual city. I want you to understand that. It's a spiritual city. He says, John said when he saw it, he saw it come down from heaven in the very first part of the scriptures. He said, I saw it come down from heaven uh, to dwell among men in the, first, in the first part of the 21st chapter. And he says, uh, let me just go up there just a minute and, and uh, read what he said. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying neither shall be there, there be any more pain. Or the former things are passed away. These are not talking about our natural thing. I want you to understand that. This is a spiritual church, and it's talking about spiritual things. There is no more pain. Uh, the, the scripture the, down through the uh, ages, uh, the apostles or the patriarchs of old talk about uh, the pain of a, a travail of a woman, uh, con- comparing the old law doctrine unto the new grace doctrine, and when she was delivered, her pain it goes away. I think Sister Natalie's gonna find out about that shortly. I think, but anyhow, we uh, the the pain that and the sorrow and the crying and the death is. Talking about spiritual things, we know in uh, that when we pass away, our, our life is we. When this old tabernacle is going to go, but we, what we are, are is not going to go. We're going to we go right on and be with God, don't you see? That's that's the thing that comforts God's children. But I don't want to get into that. I wanted to talk about this this little. Uh, this spiritual church that the Lord has set up for us. He said in the twenty-second chapter that we have a river that's coming into that church. I think we heard part of that, uh, and a tree of life that that is in the midst and on either side. Uh, think about that. There's a uh, the in the midst of that river, uh, and on either side of that river, there's a tree of life. In other words, that that tree of life. Is the, is the gospel of our Lord and our Savior uh, uh, to His children. And it says the leaves are for the healing of the nation uh, each month. Uh, we, I, I need that healing every day in my life. I need the healing of the gospel of our Lord and our Savior every single day in my life. But I want you to notice what some of the other writers say about uh, this little church. This gospel that was, that was to come, if I can get over to uh, Isaiah's writing. I want to go to Isaiah, in the second, uh, second chapter of Isaiah, if you follow me. And I'll start at the first verse. It says the word of, that Isaiah, the son of Amos, uh, uh, saw concerning uh, Judah and Jerusalem. And it come to pass in the last day, and it shall come to pass in the last day, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. That's the place that we're at today. I want you to think about that. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us, his ways, and we will walk in His path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord uh, from Jerusalem. This is the place that the law that of God is is taught from. This is the place that God. You know, God set up this little church for a purpose. He did, and we come to this church for a purpose. We, uh, I think, God knew. That we, as a group of people, as a people that are in need of that perfect peace that the brother was talking about, we have tribulations, troubles, sorrows in all of our life. I, uh, my wife was complaining just this week uh, about all of the things that are bothering our our life, the things that that uh, uh, that hinder us. She says uh, they're not. Uh, she, I said, well. That's part of life. That's what we live with. I've had it all my life. So there's no, uh, you know, I'd feel funny if it didn't happen, I guess. My kids are hollering about this and hollering about that. And I need daddy for this. And can you do this? That happens to me all the time. It may not happen to you, but it happens to me all the time. That's part of life, isn't it? That's part of the things that uh, that God has uh uh, uh he's given us that uh, perfect, uh, he's given us that peace that well, we can handle those things. And then he's given us a little church right here, a little church that we can come together. And You know, we can sing the songs. We had a beautiful singing last night at Hollow Rock. I don't think any of y'all was there, but Brother Kevin was there and his beautiful, wonderful wife. But we had uh, some beautiful singing. But when God's people are gathered together, and He tells us to gather together in one accord and one spirit, one spirit—it's important that we gather together in one one accord. You know, if there's dissension or division in the church, we're not gathered together in one accord, of it. But if we can gather ourselves together in perfect peace in one accord at the church of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, then we are gathering on top of the mountain and we are able to understand the perfect peace that God has granted unto His children through the word that He has uh, left us to speak unto you. Does that make sense? This mountain that God has created For this church that God has created for us, it's important that we come to it. I have, uh, when I had my surgery, I had to stay off for like six months. I couldn't, I didn't go to church for a long time, for six months, for so something like that. And I would watch two or three uh, sermons on Sunday in a video, you know. (laughs) It ain't the same thing. Now, I enjoyed them, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same thing. You don't get the same feeling. You don't get the same closeness. You don't get the fellowship one with the other uh, through that that you would through uh, through coming to church. And I think the Lord made this church for a purpose, for a reason, that we could come together, we could fellowship, we could bear one another's burdens, and that we could. Uh, love and enjoy one another's company. We all in the same boat. Uh, we all have troubles and tribulations. My aunt, my aunt Maggie, one time, she bless her heart, she's dead now. She told me, she said, you know, and she'd had a lot of trouble in her life. She'd lost kids and 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 uh, uh, grandkids, and had one in one accident. She lost a a child, a grandchild, and a great-grandchild in one single accident. But she told me, she said, you know, she said, if everybody put their had, their had all their troubles that they had, and they put them in a suitcase, and they set them back at the back, and they turned everybody loose, and they said, you go pick out a suitcase that you want to take. Don't have to get yours, you just get a suitcase. He said that we'd all go get our own suitcase because we know what our troubles are. We know what they are. They may be bad, but we know what they are. And we've handled them or we're going to handle them. One of the two. The Lord has set this church up to help us handle those suitcases, those problems, those things that we have. He set it up. Now he said, he said, let me read it on down here. He said that there's no, there's no, uh, after I get through the buildings, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the last verse of the 21st chapter. Now you wonder because in this church, in this physical church, anybody can walk through that door. Anybody. I don't care who they are. They can be abomination. They can be a, a maketh a lie. They can defile. They can be one that defiles. But the Lord is not going to raise them up and elevate them to the top of the mountain. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a difference than between a physical church or going to church and just saying, I went to church today. I went to church. You remember, I think I talked here about Solomon and his glory that, that when the queen came. But the thing that, that that amazed me most of all about that was uh, uh, as she was amazed at the ascent in which all uh, Solomon went unto the uh, the church unto the temple. It was she was amazed, and I, the more I think about that, the more I think how important it is as to how our ascent is when we come to the church of our God. Do we come with a cup wanting to be filled? Do we come with a do we come with a desire to worship God? Is that our desire? Is we, Did we come here today because it's Sunday and we've we, we got to be at church? Uh, that's, that's the thing we have to do? Or did we come here today because we want to worship God? I hope with all my heart that we've come here today to worship God. And if we have, he's going to elevate us to the top of that mountain. And we're going to be in a place that only a few people in this world are able to be there. Don't you see? He has a mountain, a place of God that He'll meet us there. Let me get on back to Isaiah again if I can. And I'm going to tell you, He he tells us what we'll get out of that mountain. And He says in this mountain, in the 25th chapter of Isaiah, And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. A feast of fat things. Of wine, a feast of wine on the lee, a feast of fat thing full of marrow, and of wine on the leaf well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people, and the veil that was spread over all nations. In other words, you remember that veil that was put over Moses' face back under that Baal that hid the truth of the mysteries of the great God of heaven, he says he will destroy that. He will uncover that. We are able to see God above all things. Don't you see? We're able to understand that God is our our peace. He He is our Savior. He is our salvation. He is the one that we can go to when we have those troubles and tribulations. This God of Heaven is such a wonderful God. He has left us. Uh, he says uh, He will swallow up death in victory, and He did that. He will swallow up death in victory, and He did that. And the Lord God will wipe away all tears from all faces. The same thing He says there in the 21st chapter of Revelation. He will wipe away all tears from all all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall be taken away from all, all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. And then he tells us in uh, Isaiah 52, he says, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. That's us, O Zion. We need to put on what God has given us, which is the strength of our Lord and our Savior. And if I believe that if we come with the right purpose here, upon this church. We not only do it here at church, but our, the, our, our, our covering should cover us throughout all the days of our life. I rejoice. Uh, awake, awake, O oh, put on thy strength, O oh Zion, or oh, put on thy beautiful garment, O oh Jerusalem, the holy city, to for henceforth shall there no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and unclean. I told you anybody can walk through the doors of this physical church, but they're not gonna be raised and elevated to that spiritual church, no matter what. The, he goes in the twenty-sixth chapter of the twenty-second chapter of Isaiah, he tells us about that tree of life. A tree of life. You know, the tree of life is not mentioned too many times in the scriptures. The tree of life. That's the life that we live here. That's what we, the tree is is God and he is our life. Our Lord and our Savior is our life. And the more that we can partake of the fruit of that tree, the better understanding, the better love, the more love I believe that we have in our heart, the more things that we enjoy in this life. Let me go one other place or a couple of other places. Ezekiel tells us about that mountain. Ezekiel says, But ye old mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches. This is in the 36th chapter of Ezekiel. And yield your fruit to my people, for you are at hand to come. And then Joel says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, Sanctify a feast and call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregations. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth out of her chamber and the bride out of her closet. I didn't get into the bride, but I'm telling you, we are the bride of Christ. And we need to act like a bride of Christ, don't we? We need to come together as a little church here. The Lord spoke about it in such glorious terms in the 21st and 22nd chapter of Revelation. And, and he's talking about a church. He's talking about the spiritual church that he left his children here upon this earth that we might enjoy coming together one, at a, at one with another, and that we might fellowship and love one another. I hope, I hope I've said something that you've got something out of. If I have, you give the Lord himself the praise, and if not, you new by me. Thank you for your kind attention.